The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend and a great Lord's Day. And if you'd like to check us out online, please go to sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you would like to check out the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. And we are streaming live right there on the right side of the page. And if you use... Uh, a mobile phone. I know that you can't pick that up. So I made a special post. It sticks right at the top. It says the Sons of Liberty radio show live at 6 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern weekdays and 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays. You can click onto that. It is live only when we're live. Okay? Only when we're live. When it's not, when we're not live, that link right there doesn't work. Okay? So when we're live, you can go to sonslibertymedia.com right there. Uh, you can also see that in the right side on the sar- sidebar there when we're live as well. Uh, but this is especially for those who are using mobile phones who can't get the sidebar for whatever reason. Uh, my mobile phone lets me hit to see a desktop version, not just the mobile. So if you've got that and you can use the desktop, you can do that. But either case, if you don't see us on the platform that you're on, you can go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Okay? And it's we're right there live. So... If we're not streaming on your platform that you're on, whether it's DLive uh, at The Sons of Liberty, whether it's on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook or whatever, we're going to be on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Okay. All right. Uh, real quickly before we get to our topic today, again, we we don't beg you for money or something. We just simply let you know we have needs. Um, and in doing so, if you would like to support the Sons of Liberty and what we do here, you can go to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. At the top of the page, there's a donate button. You can make a one-time donation. You can also become a son or daughter of liberty. All you got to do is click the, the Become a Son or Daughter of Liberty button here at the top, and you can set that up, and every month it automatically will donate whatever you set as your amount to be a son or daughter of liberty. And you can also help us out by going to the store. If you, there's a T-shirt that you like, uh, the dog tags, music, books, hats, coffee mugs. Some A lot of you like the coffee mugs that uh, that Bradley uses. You can uh, get those in our store, and that helps us out as well. And then if you scroll down here, there is, on the right side of the page, there's a place where you can put your email in. 
You get our daily email, which gives you all the articles that we put out every day from me and Bradley and the contributors that we have. And we don't spam you. We don't rent out the list. You get one email per day with all of the goodies in there that, that we put up at Sons of Liberty Media each day. And uh, we appreciate your support very much. All right, with that out of the way, oh, boy. we uh, there is, There's a lot that was on my mind, but uh, I, I had today set up with my friend that I'm going to bring on in just a minute. Um, we have, uh, you know, this rally that happened uh, on Saturday, and I got to tell you, I'm, I guess people feel like they're doing something with that. But um, what, what do you say when you have quote unquote conservatives telling you that we must call for martial law? Hmm? What? what what world does that happen in? I'll tell you the world it happens in. It happens in a world where people don't know the law. They don't understand how they've been hoodooed by both teams in this political arena and this political theater that we're seeing. And now they've led people to the point. People who call themselves constitutionalists, people who call themselves Christians, people who call themselves conservatives. They've led them to the point where they're saying, we have to beg the president, who hasn't brought any justice against any of the enemies, the political enemies, the political opposition that he has, which is political theater, that's all it is, hasn't brought any justice to them, but he's, they're demanding that you demand to give up your freedom, your liberty, so that they can deal with the bad guys they haven't dealt with for four years. And they're doing it under the guise of election fraud. So far, look, if there's real election fraud, and I believe there is, why hasn't anybody been arrested? It's the president's job. Why would you put him back in office if he's not doing the job? Why is there no arrests? That's his job. That is, okay? Now, we're going to take a little different approach today. Um, we've been talking about the people's are the solution in, under our Constitution, and they are. They're the be the law enforcers. We're not to be trusting A.G. Barr. We're not to be trusting the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the IRS. Oh, can I go down the list of alphabet agencies that are unconstitutional, by the way, to enforce the law? No, the Enforcement of the Law, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, is the militia. It is the people. We're to be the enforcers of the law. We've seen the people aren't really enforcing the law. And so as a result of that, we're seeing more and more corruption. We're seeing us being set up at war with God because he is the lawgiver. And as a result of that, what are we to do? Now, some people have suggested secession, a peaceful breaking away to say, you guys want to be at war with God? You knock yourself out. But, but the people of God don't want that. We want law. We want to self-govern. We want to be left alone from the hand of the beast, as it were. And uh, so with that said, I'm bringing back uh, to the Sons of Liberty my good friend Bill Evans. Uh, he's a brother in Christ. He also is the um, guy who owns HealthForAllOfLife.com. And by the way, there's a new book out that he uh, had a guy by the name of uh, Jason Garwood, who we're trying to get on the show as well, uh, put together based off of the website and you can pick that up at Amazon. It's called Health for All of Life. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about secession today. Is it biblical? Is it, you know, is it, is, it a, is it a possibility that something the people should be looking at 
And it is a, is it a, can it be a good thing for the people of God? And uh, with that said, uh, welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Bill. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Hey, great to so have you on the you show, like man. To start. Well, um, let's let's start off. Yeah, let's start off with this. Let's just start off with Scripture first. All right, so we're going to go here to Romans 13, because people are going to say, oh, well, you got to submit to government and this, that, and the other. And we've already done a show on this, so if you want to see that, well, you'll have to go to Sons of Liberty. You can put in resistance to tyrants. I did a show with uh, my friend Gordon Runyon on that. Uh, the proper understanding of Romans 13, not the panty-waist version, if you're in one of those kinds of churches where you just submit to every tyrant or whatever. Let's start off with that, and then I'll let you kind of jump from there into wherever you want to go. Romans 1, Romans well, 13. Go ahead. I was going to say, let's not start with Romans thirteen because I get the impression that okay. that in the in the common uh, common vernacular of the of the culture, Romans thirteen is like the central pivotal verse and passage in the entire scripture, and there's an entire there's an there's sixty six books in the canon, and um, and but and I, let's go back to the question about constitutionality. Before there was a constitution, there was secession. Yep. Uh, secession just simply means to to break away or peacefully separate from a previously made and entered into covenantal arrangement. So let's go. Let's just let's just let's just clarify right up front that the reason the pulpits in America ought to be talking about secession. The reason why this is a perfectly legitimate discussion, and despite the fact that from time to time you'll have a political talking head, whether it be Rick Perry or Alan West, throw a little bit of red meat to the crowd, the fact is is that it needs to be discussion because it's a biblical doctrine. Uh, let's start at the beginning. There are There are three... Outside from self-government, there are three legitimate forms of government, all under God, all instituted by God, all legitimate. That's family government, ecclesiastical or church government, and civil government. If you have a marriage, it's a covenant, a husband and wife. If a woman is, mar- is married to a drunken, abusive, adulterous louse, she has a biblical right to sue for a legal divorce. She doesn't hire a hitman to take her husband out, she goes to the elders and they grant her a divorce and they peacefully separate. Where domestic hostility typically arises is when the abusive spouse doesn't want to let the wife leave. And, and so that's generally where you have violence. If you have a family attending a congregation and they install uh, a uh, a homosexual or uh, a pastor, or they begin preaching rank heresy from the pulpit, something that's biblically not tolerable. The family doesn't; they don't try to take out the pastor. Uh, they don't. They don't wait for him out in the parking lot and beat him up. They don't try to uh, split the church in half. They they leave. They peacefully separate. Um, where you have ecclesiastical tyranny is where uh, the elders of the leadership begins to threaten or, or, or scandalize or slander those people who want to just peacefully separate and begin to make up scurrilous lies. Oh, they left because the husband was doing this. Whatever. 
when you have a, a son who grows up and meets the woman of his dream, and he wants to get married and start his own family, he, he secedes from his father and his mother. That's the language of Scripture. And for this reason, a, a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. They start a new family government. They don't seek to overthrow his parents, her in-laws. They, they continue to maintain a uh, convivial relationship, and they're their extended family. But the husband, but the, the man and the wife are literally se separating and starting a new family government. When that union is between political associations, a covenanted relationship, which is what the word federal indicates. The word federal comes from the French. It means covenanted. When, that, when, when one side violates terms of that covenant, the other side has the right to, and, it, and it's a natural right. It, it flows from responsibilities. By the way, I'll just say a, a, a brief aside. There are no passages in Scripture where we're taught about anything about God-given rights. We're taught about God-given responsibilities. And rights are corollaries to the responsibilities. In other words, because God says thou shalt not murder, then the response, our responsibility is to protect life. From that flows the corollary, or what we, what we describe as the right to keep and bear arms. Because God says thou shalt not steal, we have a responsibility to protect the private property of, our, of ours and our neighbors. Yep. From that comes these corollaries. So, so, but the right for peace, people to peacefully separate is, is not only commonsensical, but it's affirmed in Scripture. If you're not free to leave, you're not free. That's right. It is implicit in a voluntary relationship. Yeah, Bill. One of the so things, if, I, if I can, scripture. yeah, if one of the things that I can I can touch on here real quickly, and this is what I've told people before. I, I like that you you made that point about rights. I think the only place I read about a right is where Paul asked uh, the people. He asked them rhetorically, "Don't we have a right to have a wife like Cephas?" Uh, that kind of thing. But the idea is, our rights are nothing more than liberties we have to to perform our God given duties. And I think a lot of people, exactly, they exactly. come in, they come in, and they say, "I've got yep. a right to this, a right to that," and it's right. They're claiming rights to things that are unlawful. They're, they're, you know, whether they say it's an abortion, whether they say it's to redefine marriage between men and men or women and women, our rights are liberties or authorities we have to perform God-given duties or to do what is right. I mean, if that's the way to understand it. A right is the the authority right. to do what is right. Go ahead. Well, even even where you, even where the apostles allege their you know assert their rights to take a wife, that's because God commands us not to commit adultery. He you know he demands you know uh, personal purity in the area of, of human sexuality, and so to maintain that, he 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 provides marriage as 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 man's relief uh, against his own nature. But but it, in the in the case of the United States. People invariably, if you mention the word secession, they are they are immediately going to strawman you to death by the assertion that you're advocating going back to antebellum slavery, or that you're just white supremacists and that you're uh, you're anti-American. People fail to differentiate between their government and their country. I love my government. I mean, I love my country. That's why yep. I I am opposed to my government because America, your government, is killing your country. Now, a, let's, let's define what a nation is. 
A nation is a geographically defined people group that share a common language, culture, worldview that includes faith and 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 goals. And 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 uh, and so. Uh, it, it doesn't matter whether they share common ethnicity. Ethnicity doesn't isn't, doesn't factor into it. Whether a person is, is is African or Asian or Caucasian, that's not the issue. The issue is is that they share a common language, culture, worldview. And within that culture is economic goals, ethics, standards of justice, faith. They have a common God. All law is religious. Uh, by nature, the only question is not going to be not going to be whether we're regulating uh, morality. It's question is whose morality are we going to be regulating? Right. Are we going to be imposing? Not, all 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 law is an imposed morality. But the point being is that it, what's very clear is that nations are intended to live peacefully side by side, but we are not one nation. The United States effectively has become a goulash. Yep. And you know, a, 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 an, imper a, an imperial mishmash of people of a variety of different, uh, of a variety of different goals and worldviews. Uh, Sharia law, for instance, is incompatible with a Christian worldview, and vice versa. Uh, atheism and and um, celebrating of public immorality and child sacrifice. And humanism are incompatible with Christianity. Now, if we had a free marketplace of ideas, uh, that would be one thing. But there's no neutrality. Everyone has has are, is operating from their presupposition. So the best thing to do, and people will, even when Christians, the sad truth is, is that statism has become the religion of the land, and yep. people would rather stay in an abusive relationship. Then practice freedom because freedom demands taking responsibility. And Americans have been trained to love the fist that beats them. Yep. And it's called Stockholm Syndrome. Well, that's exactly right. Um, part of the issue that, we, that we're finding out right now is, is that people are determined, they're, they're in the mindset where they're determining, do I want the guy on the red team to beat me or do I want the guy on the blue team to beat me? Do I want the guy on the red team to violate my liberty so I can't perform my God-given duties, or do I want the guy on the blue team to do it? And uh, and this is the mindset, I think, that uh, John Adams warned us about that said it was a great evil for these two political parties aligned under their leaders to be, you know, it was something that he saw as a great evil. And today people think, oh, no, this is America. This is what we're supposed to be. That's not what we're supposed to be at all. That's a far cry from those uh, during the times of the War of Independence where they appealed to heaven and they said, we have no king but King Jesus. That's the guy, that's that's the one that we follow. It isn't but, but, a, a man. But Tim, let's get, let's, yeah. but Tim, let's get beyond the ideology because ideology is not going to be what, what sparks a secession. What's going to spark secession is economic survivability. It, to give you an example, the United States, with its $123 trillion in unfunded liability, its $25 trillion in, in debt on the books, with its ever-increasing deflated currency, with the, the uh, whether it is um, the Green New Deal or throwing the borders open and flooding the nation with $20 million new uh, immigrants, uh, public education, welfare, the United States whether we'd like to admit it or not, 
and I'm not an economist, but I can smell what's burning in the kitchen. The United States is unsustainable economically. I'll give you an example. I'm a member of an organization called the Texas Nationalist Movement. My my home is in Travis County, Texas. Um, Texas Texas sends 120, approximately 120 billion dollars every year to Washington. If and now, and they don't get back that much. In other words, we receive less back in federal subsidies and, and, and kickbacks and, and things like that for programs than we send. So immediately if Texas uh, were to Texit uh, leave the Union peacefully, exercising our natural right to do that, then that's $120 billion we're not spending. Um, uh, and and so it's 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 a matter of the fact that that when a, a ship is sinking, and you're an Olympic swimmer, there's no just there's no reason why you need to stay on that ship and drown. You should get off of it. Now, it, it, it and 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 Alan West, of course, formerly from Florida, now from Texas. Texas has probably got the most viable chance of of being successful. Because first of all, they have a heritage of it. They were a free republic uh, from 1936 to uh, 1836 to 1846 when they joined the United States. Then they left again in 1861 and came back in 1868. Um, of course, the federal government ruled in the U.S. versus white, Texas versus white that oh secession was illegal. Well, they didn't try Jefferson Davis because they knew that he would beat him in court. There was nothing there's nothing in the Ninth or Tenth Amendment to preclude that. So that's just legal fiction. But the but the point being is Texas is twice the size of Italy. It's larger than France and Spain. It's got the tenth largest economy in the world by itself. And it shares a thousand mile common border with Mexico which produces more food in a month than California does in a year. Uh, we've got the oil and gas industry, the computer tech industry. Now we've got Tesla, Hewlett Packard, and Oracle. We've got the space industry. We've got the medical technology industry. We've got coal. We've got agriculture. Basically, what we the problem is is that you you have even Texas is not one homogenous nation anymore because it's part part blue and part red. So there would have to I maintain that any any govern any movement to peacefully separate, there needs to be a realignment. There needs to be some new foundation, some rubble cleared away, and some new alignment. Now, first of all, first thing Texans have to do is sell all the federal property, get rid of Fort Hood, sell all the federal buildings, uh, ask all the you know invite, show all the ABC Alphabet national organizations and to the to the border and say. Uh, come back and visit, but don't come back and stay. And um, and then do some other things. They would have to probably set some real clear boundaries, whether we're going to maintain a, a welfare state, whether we're going to continue to celebrate child sacrifice as a constitutional right, and do some things that realign the ideological base, because what that would do, you know, like, for instance, Texas has no personal income tax, Eliminate the corporate income tax, property tax, and the inheritance tax. Once that happens, uh, and and you have basically realigned some of the ideological playing cards, people who love freedom are going to flood the place. They're going to come in because 
They want to be a part of a free and independent nation out from under the IRS, the FBI, the ATF, the FDA, and all these other alphabet crime families. And people who want to be live in a nanny state are going to be leaving Texas like rats jumping off a, a, a burning ship. What that happens, that automatically, that's the great reset. Now you've got a 90% a, a, a red, freedom-loving state with constitutional carry, strong constitutional sheriffs, an active militia, no, low taxation, uh, freedom of religion within uh, within a context of you know a truthful you know not free to practice you know animal sacrifice or sure. child sacrifice or, or you know I'm I'm not in favor I don't think that religious plurality is consistent with the concept of nation anyway you have one God and it's and it can't be the state so if Texas would do that then it would become a bastion of freedom not just in, in North America but in the entire world then they could reset their own rules. They've already got a government, so they don't have to create a government. The state government just becomes the national government or the republic government. So well, well, if Bill. that happened, what would, what, what would happen? You know, other states, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, they're going to join them. They're going to ask, they can, they're either going to replicate what they're doing yep. or they're going to ask to become part of it. That becomes the great reset. Well, I think that's that's part of where, where we are. You know, some of these people use the term one nation under God. Guys, that came... Pfft, a long time after you know we were founded, but the, the one of the things that you're getting at is is they're demonstrating that they're sovereign, and I think the states have lost that understanding. They think, or, or they're being taught through the education system, and wrongly so, that the states are somehow subservient to the federal government. That the, the federal government is sovereign. Oh yeah, it's the myth of yeah, yes, it's <clears throat> so, the myth of indivisibility. The, right, and so the whole and, pledge of allegiance. Yep, uh, which was which was written by a socialist. Yep. Um, we we are not one nation under God indivisible, uh, and and uh, and the idea of a perpetual union uh, is a myth that was basically propagated after the war between the states. Right, right. And well, we've covered some of that uh, when we did Abraham Lincoln, uh, the Marxist in his administration, uh, his tyranny and sure, violating yeah. the the Constitution and stuff. But you you and I'm glad you started where you did, by the way. <laughs> but I see the reason I wanted to, to go to Romans 13 was because some people say, well, wait a minute. They have this and they have that. And, and, and mine is prefaced off the fact that we understand what the authority is and what it's to do. And you hit on that when you talked about whoever the God of the society is administers the law. And that determine, and, and that culture is there. Rush Noni had said, I, I brought that up before, that culture is religion externalized. And so whoever the God is of the culture determines what the law is, determines what the just punishment is, determines what uh, people can and cannot do and all of the other. And uh, the God of the Bible is a God of freedom, but within the freedom there are, there are those bumpers that keep us from being lawless. And that's the, that's the whole idea of where we're at now. We've gone to talk about freedom and liberty as this libertinism uh, to where we just do whatever we want, no matter how vile, no matter how wicked, no matter how lawless or sinful. And and we think that's Americanism or that's biblical Christianity. Some people promote it as that. And it's not. Uh, it's We have freedom to do the right thing. I'm going to go back to that again. We have the right to do the right thing. And we've seen that in the past because some people are going to say, well, Bill, I love America. And I don't want us to break up like that. They have the Lincoln mentality of, of that kind of thing. But we've seen even with right. our with our forefathers. You made mention of the war for independence. 
well, they a lot of them loved England, uh, even though they were starting you know new homes here in the colonies at the time, and they broke away. Why? Because there was violations of law, there was tyranny, there was oppression. They weren't free to live before God the way their forefathers had lived. We saw that in the South, um, the War of Northern Aggression, where Lincoln comes in and says, you guys aren't just going to break away and do your own thing here. No, no, no. we got to preserve the Union. And uh, it was more oppression on them. It was more hypocrisy uh, from there. And, and they were like, no, 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 this isn't right. Uh, what's what's happening here. And then you gave the numerous examples that we see just on a daily um, encounter, whether it be um, a bad marriage, um, something in the church that's going on. People aren't bound to stay in that kind of a tyranny. And I think that's... It's not a suicide pact. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the thing that people are struggling with now is maybe some bit of that Stockholm Syndrome that you're talking about. This... I don't know, emotional attachment to the red, white, and blue rather than really uh, a fidelity towards God and wanting to do what is right. And and I, I think that's that's part of the argument that goes on in people's heads. I want well, to early, keep... Early, early, in our, early in our history, people, hmm. per, per, they, they understood their, their nation to be their state. That's why in the Treaty of Ghent, when... Uh, King George sued for peace, you know, with the colonies, he named each one of them. The United States was an R, it was not an is. Uh, Shelby, Fo- Shelby Foote says that the, the result of Lincoln's war was that the, previous, before the war, the United States was the United States R. After the war, it became the United States is. It became a it went from a federal government to a national government. Now we have a central, a central all-powerful Leviathan uh, bureaucracy, bureaucratic ant, uh, monster, and states have been basically reduced to nothing more than regional implementation centers of federal policy. People don't need to remember, and we have we have short memories uh, that when the Soviet Union broke up into fifteen separate republics, the world hailed that as a as a, as one of the you know uh, as a great day in world history. And um, while there have been some shuffling of the deck, you know, with Crimea, Georgia, Ukraine, by and large, you know, the the Eastern Bloc, Czechoslovakia, Moldova, you know, Bulgaria, Romania, Poland, uh, the Latvian, Estonia, you know, uh, Lithuania, these these countries are, are... celebrating and practicing and prospering under their own particular flavors of, of independence. When uh, South Sudan broke off from North Sudan or Algeria won a war for France granted Algeria independence in 1953 or Norway separated from Sweden or Bangladesh separated from, from uh, uh, Pakistan or East Timor broke away from Indonesia. Right now, Cape of Good Hope is, wants to secede from South Africa. And when it happens, when two former friends who have now become at odds with one another, when they peacefully separate, uh, that generally results in a better, you know, in it better, you know, better things for both parties. In other words, it's a good thing when people who are warring against one another, tearing one another apart, um, uh, separate peacefully then they can both begin to pursue their own happy and happiness and pleasure you know people oftentimes misinterpret 
you know, of course, uh, uh, Lincoln is oftentimes given credit for misquoting Jesus when he when he says, uh, uh, you know, a um, a house divided against itself cannot stand. And he used that as the pretext why state why the North and the South couldn't separate. Again, I don't want to make too much. I want to put too much weight lean put too much weight on that because that was a a failed secession attempt. You know, uh, African slavery, American slavery was as it was practiced here was was an evil. We wouldn't choose to go back to it. But the point is, is that he 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 had it absolutely wrong. It's just absolutely backward. The fact is, is today we are a house divided against itself, and it cannot stand. That's, That's why true. you know we have a blue America and a red America sharing the same turf. We're like the Crips and the Bloods, and it cannot stand. And that's why, for the for the good of both, there needs to be a peaceful separation. Now, is divorce grounds for remarriage? If there's repentance and reconciliation, things have to change. You can't go back to the same old status quo. You kind of have to reset things. But if 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 states would begin, whether it be Montana and Idaho and Wyoming or Texas and Louisiana and Arkansas or whether it be California, Oregon and, and Washington State, when states are will go their own way and experience or exercise their own particular brand of, um, of, of independence, then it doesn't take very long to see whether it works or not. You know, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, talking about the church, he said, there must be factions among you in order that that which, may be, that which is of God may be made manifest. Now, he's talking about divisions within the Christian bodies, the ecclesia. But in fact, that same principle applies to uh, civil economic relationships, too. You know, if, if you've got... You know, you know, one country here and one country here. The stats tell pretty quickly which one has got the most efficient form of government, the one most likely to ensure the, the domestic tranquility and the prosperity of its people. Does socialism work? Does California stand brand of politics work, or does a, a Texas brand of politics work? And people are really allowed to vote with their feet rather than having a one-size-fits-all form of tyranny imposed upon them from a central government 2,000 miles away. So I believe it will happen. It, 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 we have an ideological justification for it, but I think, given people's self-interest, it's more likely to happen on pragmatic grounds, that it, it, it's, they must get off the USS Titanic so they don't sink with it. Yeah, because it'll be economically it become in, economically insolvent. Bill, one of the things, and I'll, I'll just toss out because we've got a, a troller in uh, one of the chat rooms, and you're welcome to call in two one five eight six seven eight two five five two one five top talk. If you think you have an argument, please bring it. Uh, don't cast aspersions. Don't engage in logical fallacies of ad hom. Bring the argument. We'll listen to you and we'll respond to that. I, you were making mention of First Corinthians a minute ago. Uh, I had just pulled that up where uh, God even talks about a secession from unbelievers uh, there in, excuse me, not 1 Corinthians. 
Second, that's, second that's Corinthians, second chapter, Corinthians six. chapter six, which is that's the go-to right. chapter, really. Right. Uh, far, let, we'd, have to, me, we'd have to end on it anyway. We'd have to include it because it says, "What fellowship has does light, light with have dark. with darkness?" Yep. Let me let me read that real he quickly. Said, yeah, let me read that real quickly. <clears throat> he says, "O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You're not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now, in return for the same, I speak as to children. You also be open." Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what common uh, communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, since you are... Since God is our God, and since we are his people, Paul says, Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I'll receive you. I'll be a father to you. You shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. I think that's pretty clear that this is what he's talking about. For people who say, well, that's just just church talk, then I I would encourage your listeners to jot down First uh, Kings chapter twelve, and read a historical account. When God comes along, he, he tells a prophet to go and visit a man Jeroboam, and tell Jeroboam, "Look, I'm going to destroy Israel. I'm going to take ten tribes away from Israel, and I'm going to give them to you because they've gone into idolatry. They need to be disciplined. I'm going to make a covenant with you." And and so literally, God, and God God takes the ten northern tribes, away from Rehoboam, who was the son of um, of Solomon, who was a fool. Uh, Solomon, not a fool, but, but Rehoboam, his son, uh, was basically a tyrant. He, he in, in, in the text, you'll see it. Uh, and and the people try to try to demand a regress of grievances and try to reason with Rehoboam. He says, no, I'm going to, you know, my father scourged you with whips. I'm going to scourge you with scorpions. In other words, he indicates, I'm going to ramp it up. I'm going to ratchet up the tyranny even more than my dad. And so they said, to your tent, O Israel, what, what place do we have in, in, in David? And so God orchestrates the secession movement of the ten northern tribes under Jeroboam away from Rehoboam. And it's laid out in clear, stunning historical detail in, in, in the book of First Kings chapter 12. And then when Rehoboam tries to muster his troops and go to bring them back the way Lincoln did, um, the prophet of God intercepts them and says, this is of the Lord, go, go back home. And they obeyed. They went back home because he, was, he said, God has done this. this is, so this was, his, this was his prescription for dealing with the situation. Um, we, we know, and, 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 and less Christians murmur in their heart and say, oh, we love America. Um, what, you know, we often think of it in terms of context. It says, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. But they also should understand that, like, for instance, in Job 12, one of my recent go-to verses, this is a play by vicious play, brutal play. It's a, it's a litany of how of what God does when he begins to destroy a nation. For instance, he says in Job, in Job chapter 13 and following, 
he said, to God belong wisdom and power. Counsel and understanding are his. What he tears down cannot be rebuilt. The man he imprisons cannot be released. And then I'll drop down. He says, to him belong strength and victory. Both the deceived and the deceiver are his. He leads counselors away stripped. He makes fools of judges. He takes the shackles off of kings and ties a loincloth around their waist. He leads priests away stripped and overthrows men long established. He silences the lips of trusted advisors and takes away the discernment of elders. He pours contempt on nobles. He disarms the mighty. He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings deep shadows or deep states into the light. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and disperses them. He deprives the leaders of the earth of their reason. He sends them wandering through a trackless waste. They grope in darkness with no light, and he makes them staggered like drunk men. That is a, that is a, a, a basically an outline of the steps that a, that a nation goes through. And, and if anyone who can't see the United, the present, now I'm not saying that this is talking about the United States. This is laying out principles, yep. God's principles for how he governs nations. But when he, but he is the one who establishes nations, and he is the one who makes them great and destroys them and disperses them. And he does it, and, and you can tell when he's doing that, because the first thing you start to see is delusion and deception. And, and God uses both the deceived and the deceiver. They both are doing his will. So I would recommend your, 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 your listeners, if they want to see what the biblical basis for what we're talking about, we've given them a couple of passages, 1 Kings chapter 12 for historical context. We can, they can go to Job chapter 12, verses 13 through the end of the chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, 1 Corinthians 11, or 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 1 Corinthians 11, 17. It's, it's, and it really, you see it everywhere. It's basically what we're talking referred to as cultural sanctification, separating the the dross from the silver, or or uh, the a purification, if you will, you know, and and basically it's for peace. And when it happens, it benefits both parties, and it basically resets a standard. And for instance, in a, you know, we talk about America being a shining city on a hill. It it only became that after it seceded from Great Britain. And if we if we ever want to see another shining city on a hill on the North American continent, I, I, I believe it. Listen, this could all happen organically. Whether or not sufficient will exists among the political bodies of the various states is, is unlikely because most of them are whores and cowards. Most of them want the status quo that, you know, they yep. enrich themselves through government. Uh, and, and they really don't want to upset the, the apple cart. They, they like it pretty much the way it is. And, and, and frankly, so does the state. So does the church. But if God wants to destroy it, um, it, this will happen organically, and we won't be able to prevent it. People will begin to do it as a matter of self-preservation. And it, may, and it may only arise like a phoenix out of the ashes, you know, as response to virtual gang warfare. And so it can either be an organized peaceful secession, or it can be a, a real rush to the exit, you know, after the theater catches on fire. Yeah. Uh, I would prefer 
I would prefer a peaceful, uh, 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 methodical, organized uh, disassociation rather than a, a, mo- a house on fire and people just running for the exit, and it's every man for themselves. Well, so would I. And I, you know, I'm reminded also of something that we didn't uh, touch on too. And this is kind of this is kind of the last resort, uh, the issue of secession, because when you try peacefully to change things from within, and they're not being changed. You're either left with an issue of secession or you're in, left with this issue that I was talking about at the first. Uh, I watched a brief video, this uh, uh, Leanne Dundas, uh, she's a rights, a constitutional rights attorney, and she's talking about Donald Trump's executive order. And then now we're hearing all this stuff about, you know, calling for martial law and all this. I mean, folks, you do not want that stuff. I don't care what they're telling you about how good you think that'll be. You don't want that. We would want peaceful things, but, you know, there was one thing that I think gives us a good picture for people who don't uh, know some of the history, is this is really where the Reformation comes in, too, because the Reformers tried to reform the church. They saw the problems that were there. They didn't see them all clearly, but they saw some of the major problems, and they tried to reform the church. And when the church wouldn't be reformed, they became what? Separatists. They separated themselves from the corruption of the church. And they began to do things different. In a large measure, that's where a lot of our rich history comes from, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago. And by the way, and by the way, it's not a pietistic yeah. retreat. There's right. such a thing as right. a tactical retreat exactly. where when you're surrounded or you're in an intolerable crossfire, you want to get to high ground. You want to get to a place where you can rearm and reorganize and then reengage the enemy. And at some point in the future, there could be a reunification. But but it would need to be based on on solid ground. Now the, the the other thing is that I would mention is that um, the 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 right of states to assert uh, their independence and to leave a union and to, of course with that take their tax revenue and and all the other. Of course we know that 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 megalomaniacs love power. That is the, that is the state's constitutional trump card. No, no pun intended. That is their trump card. That's the that's their that's the nuclear option. And you you've often heard in geopolitical conflicts where the president will say, "Well, all options are on the table." In other words, he's basically saying, "You know, I've got my finger on the button. If push comes to shove, you know, we've always got the nuclear option. It's basically the mutually you know the threat of mutually assured destruction or the." the threat of your total annihilation, is what keeps people in check. And when the states refuse to talk about secession, when they refuse to assert that they have the right at any time for any reason to leave a union because it's a voluntary union, when they take that off the table, the central government knows that they've taken it off the table, and it's literally like playing cards when you've removed the ace from your deck. You cannot, you know, and, and, and so I maintain that it needs to, that the topic needs to be, not just by Adam Allen West, but it needs to be vigorously reintroduced and discussed in the public domain because it is the state's nuclear option to stand against a, a, an overbearing, usurpatious, tyrannical central government. And, and, and either way, whether Trump... Uh, invokes the Insurrection Act, here's what I suggest, I I maintain. If Trump invokes the, I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet, but 
I did stay in a Holiday Inn Express once. Uh, uh, you if, took that from me. <laughs> if, if, if Trump invokes the nuclear the nuclear option, the Insurrection Act, California will secede. If he doesn't, Texas will secede. Well, I you know so, what I, I am. I, I, I am prefer, fine I with prefer either. Texas independence. I prefer yep. Texas independence to a second Trump. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think term. that's yeah. I think that's the thing, and I think Texas has some stuff already in place that allows it to do something different than the other states do. I think a power grid. I think um, well, that, the, that, the monetary. That's a, well, that, yeah, correct. They have their own power. Right. They're, they're more in, now. People who work with nuclear powered uh, production distribution say that that the grid is protected, but uh, there are two independent grids that I know of. There may be others, but there are two uh, independent grids that I know of. One is the Navajo Nation in northwest New Mexico. The other is Texas. Uh, they're linked together, of course, but Texas has a, presumably a way to buttress it. But it's just its sheer productivity and its size, and, 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 it's, a, and it's arable, available land for, for, for its, you know, it's approximately, I think, what, 28 million right now. Um, uh, it, it, it has three of the ten largest cities in the United States in Texas right now. Harris County, it's Houston, which is like number three or four. Uh, then you Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, and then San Antonio, oddly enough, is number like ten. Um, uh, you know, Texas certainly has blue, blue areas, but the, but the point is, is that Texas won't do this for ideological reasons. Everybody, including Democrats, want to have food. They want to eat. They want to keep the lights on. They want to continue to live. And it, it, so I think at some point it's very possible, and, and I recommend your listener go to tnm.me. That's the Texas Nationalist Movement. Me. And Daniel Miller, who's the founder and president of the Texas Nationalist Movement, has, wrote, has written a great book. It's hardback. It's Texas. Sometimes it's hard to find because uh, Amazon likes to ban things they don't agree with. But it, and, he, and he doesn't argue the case on, on ideological grounds at all. But he talks about the positive economic uh, effect of, Texan, of Texas leaving the, un, the United States uh, just and, and surviving on its own merits, on its own eco- economy, what, what that would do. And, I mean, depending on, you know, they say numbers don't lie, but, you know, numbers uh, don't lie, but, but, or figures don't lie, but, but liars figure. But he, he, he estimates and others have estimated that if Texas were to become an independent nation again, that the average, the mean average income of Texans would go up considerably, like in the over 400, like 400 some odd percent. So I, you know, I don't follow necessarily all of its logic. I'm not a mathematician or a statistician. But the fact is, is that um, we certainly have enough thieves in our state capitals. There's very little reason why we need to have a, a, a second set of thieves in a federal capital, a national capital. So I just think this is a topic that people need to understand that it's biblical and it's it is God's prescription, and 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 um, anything else that we may be talking about, we have to ask ultimately our standard, my standard, your standard uh, for justice ethics. Uh, what should we do? Is look to God's word because God's word talks about everything, and everything it says about whatever it's talking about is true because it comes from the. 
the God who created the cosmos, the fabric, metaphysical, physical, all of it is his. And, uh, and if we recognize, as our founders did, that God is the governor of the nations of the earth. That, uh, that we need to look to the scriptures and see what he says and recognize that this is God's prescription for dealing with an intolerable situation or an unsustainable situation. Humanly speaking, we have no good solution at this point. Anything, we've reached a point of extremists. Any, no matter what decision we make, we're going to encounter difficulties. But we can minimize those those difficulties and that trauma by obeying uh, God's prescriptions, both political and moral. Well, I think I think part of the issue too that we face is finding people uh, who will who will get together with one mind in, in doing that. And uh, I you know I welcome the debate. I've asked guys who were you know saying we're fascists. I I I said you keep using that word. I don't think you know what it means. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, I, I invite people to come on. I invite them to to engage some of the things that we're talking about here, Bill, because, look, these were things that our forefathers talked about, not just here in our immediate history of America, but throughout history. You've read off some of the, the issues there within Scripture. We've talked about uh, briefly about the Reformation. We've talked about the War of Northern Aggression. We've talked about the War for Independence, you know, leading up in there and all kinds of examples in between of individuals, of churches and things of this nature. And so I don't think this is a, a subject that should be off the table. I think it's like what you said. It should be one on the table to say, okay, you guys in you know leading the tyrannical beast in DC, um, you think you got power? What if this you is, get power from this, us from the, this from those? Is actually, yeah, this is actually a, Tim. This is actually a common sense solution. Yep, I agree. That's it is. hidden in plain sight. Yep. we see it everywhere in business. We see it uh, in in sports. We see it. You know, when a player is no longer uh, can get along with the players or the coach. He, what he, he finds another team to play for. That's right. Bill, real quickly, we got about 30 seconds here. Final thoughts, 30 seconds. Uh, you're, you're, I put you on the spot. should go to TN, TNM.me, read through it. It'll provide a lot of the understanding, the basis, and clear away a lot of the myths that surround this important topic. All right. Okay, guys, TNME. Uh, tnm.me and you see it up on the screen now and also pick up the book text it you can check that out at Amazon I'll have the links up after the show be sure to check out Bill as well healthforalloflife.com and he's got a book by the name uh, by the same name on Amazon I'll put the link up for that as well written by Jason Garwood be sure to check that uh, out as well 23 hours we'll be back with you till then see ya